0: Malachi chapter 1 Oh boy A message God's word to Israel through Malachi God said I love you You replied really? How have you loved us? Look at history This is God's answer Look at how differently I've treated you Jacob from Esau I loved Jacob and hated Esau I reduced pretentious Esau To a molehill Turned his whole country into a ghost town When Esau said, we've been knocked down, but we'll get up and start over, good as new. God of the angel army said, just try it and see how far you get. When I knock you down, you stay down. (laughs) People will take one look at you and say, land of evil, and the cursed, God-cursed tribe. Yes, take a good look. Then you'll see how faithfully I've loved you, and you'll want even more. Saying, God... May God be even greater beyond the borders of Israel. Isn't it true that a son honors his father and a worker his master? So if I'm your father, where's the honor? If I'm your master, where's the respect? God of the angel armies is calling you on the carpet. You priests despise me. You say not so. How do we despise you? By your shoddy, sloppy, defiling worship. You ask, what do you mean, defiling? What's defiling about it? When you say the altar of God is not important anymore, worship of God is no longer a priority. That's defiling. And when you offer worthless animals for, the, for sacrifices and worship, animals that you're trying to get rid of, blind and sick and crippled animals, isn't that defiling? Try a trick like that with your banker or your senator. <laughs> How far do you think it will get you? God of Angel Armies asks you. Get on your knees and pray that I will be gracious to you. You priests have gotten everyone in trouble. With this kind of conduct, do you think I'll pay attention to you? God of the Angel Armies asks you. Why doesn't one of you just shut the temple doors and lock them? Then none of you can get in and play at religion with this silly empty-headed worship. I'm not pleased. The God of the Angel Armies is not pleased. And I don't want any more of this so-called worship. I'm honored all over the world, and there are people who know how to worship me all over the world. Who honor me, honor me by bringing their best to me. They're saying it everywhere. God is greater. This God of the angel armies. I'll accept you. Instead of honoring me, you profane me. You profane me when you say, worship is not important. And what we bring to worship is of no account. And when you say, I'm bored, this doesn't do anything for me. You act so superior, sticking your noses in the air. Act superior to me, God of the angel armies. And when you do offer something to me, it's a hand-me-down or broken or useless. Do you think I'm going to accept it? This is God speaking to you. A curse on on the person who makes a big show of doing something great for me an expensive sacrifice say and then at the last minute brings in something puny and worthless I'm a great king God of the angel armies honored far and wide and I'll not put up with it
1: (laughs) I like that I love how they word that (laughs) the part that stuck out to me the most about that was verse 14 and I'm reading from the NIV where they have about offering like the the and yeah, they're offering something less than what you promised kind of thing that with the word it says curse is the cheat who has made an acceptable male and his flock and vows to give it but then sacrifices a blemished animal to the Lord I'm mm-hmm. like yeah I'd be pretty mad too if somebody did that to me mm-hmm. that's com- almost like uh this reminds me of like Ananias and Sapphira kind of stuff, <laughs> like where they were like struck dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, oh boy! <laughs> On oh, the other, the other thing that I got from that chapter was saying about the Malach the, the name Malachi means my messenger. That mm-hmm. was kind of.
0: Me think about worship throughout all the churches that I've been to, and mm-hmm. you know, even our church, and asking the question like, is what we're doing as far as worship when we come together, is it something that the Lord is despising because we're not we're not bringing our best to Him? Mm-hmm. Not just in our church, but anywhere I go during worship. People on their cell phones or people chatting or people doing this or people doing that or, you know...
1: Distracted.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Is the way we're worshiping now really acceptable in the eyes of God? And, you know, I'm guilty of it just like anybody else. And... That's why sometimes I've You know, I've questioned whether or not Like, should we even Waste our time Bringing forth unworthy worship If that's how we're going to I kind of feel like we're presenting that Like, where he says Like, would you present a sick Like, a sick animal Or, you know, like Mm -hmm. A less than perfect animal as a sacrifice Like, would you really Expect me to accept that (laughs) You know, would you do that to your bank or to to a, a senator, like try to cheat them out of something? Mm-hmm. So what makes us think that we can do that for God on a, you know Sunday morning or whatever when we we come in and we're all distracted by life and everything that's wrong and like it just it makes me wonder. You know, and then we have the churches who <laughs> make their worship into a big production. show, a big production with smoke and lasers, uh-huh. and you know they make it look really good. But are the people's hearts really in the right place? Are they really bringing forth the best of themselves?
1: Yeah. And it's like, how do you tell that? Because they they have to know for themselves if they are too.
0: Mm-hmm. But not just the people on stage, but even. People that are the people in the crowd, like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if your spirit of life ministries in a basement watching worship on a screen or your hill song worship with million dollar sets and you know million dollar budgets and mm-hmm. million dollar Staffing and you know, million dollar special effects. Hmm. It's gonna be, it's gonna have to be the same in our basement as it is at Hillsong. Yep, where's your heart? Yep, Yep. and are you bringing forth a worthy worship to God? Because otherwise, he's despised, he actually despises it Mm -hmm. and like kind of a a scary thought mm-hmm. in a way to think that all this time I could be I could have been like making God despise me for <laughs> yeah. coming into worship not giving him my all
2: you know oh, I can guarantee I've
0: done that mm-hmm. I know for sure I mean, that's kind of what I pulled from Chapter 1. Especially,
2: <laughs> I like the part, well, I don't like the
0: part, the part that sticks out to me
2: is um, in verses like 12 through 13 where he says, you profane me when you say worship is not important and what we bring to worship is of no account. when you say I'm bored this doesn't do anything for me you act so superior sticking your nose in the air act superior to me God of the angel armies and I just think about like how many times you hear like worship you know either on the one end of the spectrum worship isn't that big of a deal like (laughs) and not for the reasons that you're saying because I think that the reasons well you're not saying worship isn't a big deal but like are we doing it in a way that makes god despise us or
3: mm-hmm.
2: not but then like oh it doesn't matter N- worship doesn't change anything it's just like whatever or the well this doesn't do anything for me mm-hmm. this like i take that as like i'm not getting it a- i'm not getting anything I'm not getting my feelers felt. Whatever that like <laughs> uh-huh. whatever that term is, not you know, like fed I guess. You know, like you're not getting and it just like that's so much the mentality that we're in. Like I think this doesn't stimulate me, this doesn't like do anything for me, so it's worth it's not worth think the
1: time. Most people are like that, or not most people, well, with people a lot of times when we are like that it's it just shows like where our intimacy level with him is because i think the more time you spend with Mm -hmm. him i think the easier it is to not Mm
3: -hmm.
1: be that way because you because you're seeing more of him and you realize how like how good he is and like how much he loves you and i think that's where the worship really comes from because you're realizing who he is well, and I think.
2: Yeah, and it's like we've talked before cuz like I've been places and I've probably even said it before in different at different times, but like you know, you go places and you hear people say, "Well, I just don't like that song." Mm-hmm. It just doesn't do do anything for me. Mm-hmm. Like and I've said that before. Like it ju- I don't like that song. It mm-hmm. doesn't tickle the part of me I guess that I need tickled or you know whatever, like and then you I think about I it and it's like but that's not what it's like you just said like once you realize what true worship is it could be like the dumbest song yeah. as far I, as like
1: and i don't think it's it's not that it's it's wrong to have preferences it's just right it's oh yeah um, how how much do you let that define mm-hmm. what you do i think because i think mm-hmm. you know it's easy to not push past it when your eyes aren't on him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because when you're distracted or you're looking at your life circumstances and all this mm-hmm. stuff, it's easy to be like, well, you know, this is a, you know, cra- I think this is a crappy song, so I'm just not even going to mm-hmm. do anything. It's easier to do that when you're not,
3: mm-hmm.
1: your focus isn't right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when your focus is on him, it's like, I don't really even care if I like the song or not. just, right. you know.
0: <laughs> I just want to be with you know, him yeah. be in the presence. Yeah. Right. And you know, like, I'm just mentioning the mu- music because that's right. How that's, how
1: that's one of the most obvious. ones, Yeah, I think. but this
0: goes beyond music. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, people worship with their with their money. You know, so mm-hmm. you could say the people that are giving their tithes. If they're giving them, just like, yeah, here we go. I have to give my ten percent this week.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Obviously, God's gonna look on that as not a worthy worship. Mm-hmm. God, even do yeah, it. God wants us to like want yeah. to give.
1: That's why I say general rule of thumb that 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 is, if you don't feel right giving it, don't give it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You give the yeah, maximum amount anything. that you're willing to give without being like
3: mm-hmm.
1: like down on it. You know what I mean? Like if it's not a lot, it's not a lot. Man, hopefully over time it'll help you to. I think a lot of it's trust.
2: Well, there's a parable about that. I mean, the woman with the. Maybe it wasn't a parable, but the woman who hardly had anything and she gave all she had, Mm -hmm. which was very, very little, but that meant more than Mm -hmm. people who are given pails and pails of money. Mm -hmm. He wants us to be generous.
1: Yeah. Because there's times where, like, I know, like, I want to want to give more. If you know what I mean, mm-hmm. but I'm like, okay, I'm not going to force myself to do that because it wouldn't really come out right. So I'm just okay. This is what I'm going to give. This is what I know I'm okay with giving. And so I'm just going to stick with this for now. And like, okay, if you want me to give more, you're going to have to change my heart
2: to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, so. I mean, we went through that when we first got married because I, you know, I was giving. <laughs> what I felt like God told me to give, mm-hmm. but he he was going through his own thing trying to figure what that was, and for, like, a while, we didn't give um, jointly, and he, because he wanted his heart to be in the right place, mm-hmm. he didn't want it to just be, oh, I write a tithe check every, you know, every so often, like, wanted it to be something that meant meant something, so yep. it's just not like an automatic, like, oh, here we are, mm-hmm. I'm to write this
3: out.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, but you're not going to, you have to seek that, I think, like like you said, like think God will tell you yeah. when, you know, when if it is. If he wants me
1: to give more, he'll let me know. Right. You know? Right. So.
0: Verse 6 kind of stuck out to me here. It says, isn't it true that a son honors his father and a worker his master? So if I'm your father, where's the honor? If I'm your master, where's the respect? Kind of like almost calling us out as if, like, he's seeing that we're giving our best at work. But when we go to work, we don't go there and just, I mean, some people do go to work and don't don't do their best and eventually they get fired. Mm-hmm. You know, but people like you, who I know go to work and work hard every day, do your best for your boss mm-hmm. and God's asking well, if you can go to work and do your best for your boss Why not be? Why can't you do that for me? <laughs> if you can do your if you can be a good son to your father and honor him, why can't you do the same for me in your worship? Sometimes I think that maybe we we use up all of our of our goodness Mm -hmm. at our workplace (laughs) by the time we get to church on Sunday. Isn't that the truth? (laughs) We don't have anything left to give them. Yeah,
1: and it's funny because it 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 almost doesn't make sense when you look at it that way. Because it would make more sense for us to give more. To him who's loving us perfectly as opposed to other human beings. Mm-hmm. Who, you know, who but. don't. That <laughs> right. <It> seems backwards.
2: <laughs> it's so funny. It's like you seek, you're constantly seeking approval from people uh-huh. who like. I was just thinking about that on the way home today. Because I had a really nice day at work today and got like some compliments from some of my bosses. And, like, I was happy about it. And, like, I'm driving home and I'm thinking, why do I care so much? Like, but it makes you feel good. Like, it, it makes you feel good to be recognized. And I don't think there's yeah, don't necessarily anything wrong with that. But it's, like, it's just, I was kind of, like, just reflecting on, but why do I care so <laughs> much about, like, that, other people's opinions. What they think
3: of me, yeah.
2: Like, in the scheme of things, I mean, sure, they control my livelihood, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's a big deal to me. <laughs> uh-huh. But like, in the grand scheme of my life, like, I guess there's got to be that balance of like, I don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: Don't think too much on it. Uh. Spread <laughs> that way, you drive yourself nuts. <laughs> hmm.
0: The other thing I noticed was in verse three, when he's talking about Jacob and Esau, says, "Look at history. Look how differently I've treated you, Jacob, from Esau. I loved Jacob and hated Esau. I reduced pretentious Esau to a molehill and turned his whole country into a ghost town, just because of the differences in how Jacob and Esau were." their attitude towards God and our worship. Yeah. You know, God was made sure that Jacob was taken care of, but Esau kind of just like... Reduced to a moment Reduced though. to nothing,
1: <laughs> yeah. I like... What does what your uh, version say again in verse? the beginning of verse 4? I think it said Esau for you, right?
0: It says Edom, but it says Esau oh. in, in... Okay, because that's
1: what I was wondering, because I was wondering what Edom... Technically, meant because it just says Edom in
0: mine. Yeah, mine says when Edom, Esau in yeah. brackets. Oh, knew so it we've been knocked down, but we'll get up and start over. Maybe it's his nickname. I don't know. Maybe it's
4: like a
2: birth.
1: It says one in the footnotes here. Said, this said real quick, her proud self reliance has not assured her security and will not secure. Her future. So I'm thinking maybe that's like a city or a nation or something like yeah. that that maybe Esau was a part of or started.
4: Maybe
1: because yeah. I'm like, why they use that interchangeably? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> because they can. Don't doubt the Bible it right off.
1: <laughs> Make you think.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking it's a town because it says Probably. we've been knocked down, but we'll get up and mm-hmm. So like weave and mm-hmm. wheel. That makes sense. Mm, we like, mean a group of people. We the people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe it's the Garden of Eden. Uh, eh,
1: not quite. You have to go back further than yeah. for that. <laughs> good, good try, though.
0: Garden of Edom.
1: <laughs> Edom. <laughs> they don't <They> all fancy <laughs> dumb,
0: <but> <laughs> <laughs> Uh Anything else?
1: I'd. It's just really funny that Verse That verse 8 how they say it When you offer blind animals for the sacrifice Is that not wrong When you sacrifice lame or diseased animals Is that Is that not Wrong try offering them to your governor Would he be pleased with you Would he accept you Says the lord almighty
0: He might food.
1: Oh my I'm glad he has humor. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> Let's try that. go get that dead rabbit out front and take it to the governor's office mm-hmm. and see if he accepts it as a gift.
1: Oh, well. or
2: my taxes. Yeah. And the dead rabbit's <laughs> gone.
1: That's kind of all. That's all for chapter one.
3: Yeah.
1: There, there was. Maybe we can save this for another time. But there was stuff that I know I'm gonna have for. Chapter three, because that there's stuff there that I tied to re- stuff I'm reading in Revelation about mm-hmm. Jesus, and I'm like, oh, "Cow, yeah. <laughs> that was really cool." But what are we you want to do like Chapter
4: two? Uh, what time is now? It? Yeah, I
3: mean,
1: if you want to do yeah, maybe do that real quick, and then maybe do the second two next time we have. Mm-hmm. What are we
0: doing That's next? That's okay,
1: you guys. Let me talk about that later. You want to read chapter 2? Yeah,
4: I'll read chapter 2. Just an IV. So. It's probably the wind.
1: And now, you priests, this warning is for you. If you do not listen, and if you do not resolve to honor my name, says the Lord Almighty, I will send a curse on you, and I will curse your blessings. Yes, I have already cursed them because you have not resolved to honor me Because of you, I will rebuke your descendants. I will smear on your faces the dung from your festival sacrifices and you will be carried off with it and You will know that I have sent you this morning so that my covenant with Levi may continue says the Lord Almighty my covenant with him a covenant of life and peace I was with him a covenant of life and peace i gave them to him this this call for reverence and he revealed me yet he revered me and stood in awe of my name true instruction was in his mouth and nothing false was found on his lips he walked with me in peace and uprightness and turned many from sin for the lips of a priest ought to preserve knowledge because he is the messenger of the lord almighty And people seek instruction from his mouth but you have turned from the way and by your teaching have caused many to stumble you have violated the covenant with Levi says the Lord Almighty to have caused you to be despised and humiliated before all the people because you have not followed my ways but have shown partiality in the matters of the law
3: Hmm.
1: do we not all have one father did not one God create us Why do we profane the covenant of our ancestors by being unfaithful to one another? Judah has been unfaithful. A detestable thing has been committed in Israel and in Jerusalem. Judah has desecrated the sanctuary the Lord loves by marrying women who worship a foreign god. If anyone does this, whoever he may be, may the Lord remove him from the tents of Jacob. Even though he brings an offering to the Lord Almighty, Another thing, another thing you do, you flood the Lord's altar with tears, you weep and wail because he no longer looks with looks with favor on your offerings or accepts them with pleasure from your hands. You ask why? It is because the Lord is the witness between you and the wife of your youth. You have been unfaithful to her, though she is your partner, the wife of your marriage covenant. Has not the Lord made the two of you one? you belong to him in body and spirit and why has he made you one because he was seeking godly offspring so be on your guard and do not be unfaithful to the wife of your youth I hate divorce says the Lord God of Israel and I hate it when people clothe themselves with injustice says the Lord God Almighty so be on your guard and do not be unfaithful you want me to read the last two there you have wearied the Lord with your words. You have, why, How have we wearied him, you ask? By saying, all who do evil are good in the eyes of the Lord, and he is pleased with them. Or where is the God of justice? didn't necessarily have anything highlighted in that one because that one seemed pretty darn straightforward to me with <laughs> what I was talking about uh especially with the whole divorce thing and not being faithful to your wife and all that like I mean that's pretty mm-hmm. self-explanatory there
4: the whole spreading of the dung <laughs> thing if i heard that yet
1: that was yeah. That was verse three. Mm-hmm. It says because of you I will rebuke your descendants. I will smear on your faces the dung from your festival sacrifices, and you will be carried off with it.
4: See, for some reason, mine says and spread refuse on your Refuge,
1: faces.
0: yeah, yeah. The the message says uh, I'm going to plaster your faces with rotting garbage. <laughs> Mm-hmm. garbage thrown out from your feasts <laughs> so I mean again it's, this is a continuation of kind of like the the worship that goes on in the church which he's basically using pr- some pretty strong language here calling it crap
3: mm-hmm.
0: like the crap that you bring in your worship I'm going to turn around and I'm going to smear that crap back in your face hmm <laughs> <laughs> In a sense, you know, is what he's saying here.
1: Yeah.
2: I, so something that sticks out to me is probably is truly really different than what would stick out to most people. But as someone who has been divorced, verse 16 in the message I think it kind of like embodies why it is that God hates it and it said so this says I hate divorce says the God of Israel God of the angel armies. says I hate the violent dismembering of the one flesh of marriage hmm. like I think that pulls out mm-hmm. exactly why of the covenant becoming one flesh like the vi- it is a violent dismembering of that mm-hmm. like that's the best I think I've ever heard that explained yeah. <laughs> it just hit me when yeah. when I was reading it like I heard somebody say once
1: like the, because of the violence it does to the heart
2: right it's mm-hmm. not that divorce I mean obviously divorce in and of itself is and coming from someone who's been through it. I can say it like you know it's not in and of itself that act of it that is what god hates about it it's what it does to our heart it's what it does to our family it's what it does to the dismembering of the flesh Mm -hmm. one flesh that is why he why i think he hates it because it breaks us (coughs) that's what i got from that (laughs) chapter (laughs)
4: See one thing I never got about the whole marriages thing is, when you are asked if you will love this person until death do you part, mm-hmm. why lie I and mean, why just say no?
2: Because oh, <laughs> you don't. You don't I mean, go into it thinking that you won't.
3: I
4: mean, like over fifty percent of the people that say yes end up getting divorced. So just why say fifty? Why just say I don't know?
1: I've thought about that a lot myself, to be honest. I, don't
4: know. <laughs> I mean, my sister's divorce and she had to do that same do-take blank and blank. Yeah, it's the standard vows. If you we say yes, then why get a divorce if that's technically breaking a covenant that you've made
0: with one another? I don't get the whole. But that's kind of like, I mean, you can take this scripture as literal mm-hmm. marriage to man and woman, but I think this is well. t- talking about, you know, mm-hmm. us and the church kind mm-hmm. of thing and our vows to God
3: mm-hmm.
0: and how we kind of cheat on mm-hmm. God Himself. I do like the way the message puts us here at the end Because I was reading A little further up Mm -hmm. Verse 13 says here And here's a second offense You fill the place of worship with your whining and sniveling Because you don't get what you want from God Do you know why? Simple Because God was there as a witness When you spoke your marriage vows to your young bride And now you've broken those vows broken the faith bond with your vowed companion, your covenant wife. God, if not you, made marriage. His spirit inhabits even the smallest details of marriage. And what does he want from marriage? Children of God. That's what. So guard your spirit of marriage within you. Don't cheat on your spouse. And then it goes on to uh, hate divorce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: yeah, I read that as like The two, like, in the two different, the literal, but then us as the bride. Mm -hmm. Like, don't cheat on your spouse. Don't cheat on God. Don't cheat on your first love. Mm -hmm.
0: So, to go back to what you were saying, Bob, I think that a lot of times as Christians, we get saved and we're all excited about this new faith, mm-hmm. not intending to do the wrong things. But just as, like you said, like 50% of people who get married end up in divorce, I think it's probably an even higher percentage of people who get saved and then kind of go back on their faith. Mm-hmm. It's not something that's intended. Be de- like it's not something people you know, intend set to, out do to do from do the it, beginning, yeah. yeah. It's just something that just seems to happen because people lose their focus. In this verse 17, the very, the very last verse it says, You have made the Lord tired with your words. You say, How have we made him tired? And you say, Any, Anyone doing evil is good in the, in the eyes of the Lord where he delights in those doing evil where he where is is God of justice like when I read that I get that I get a picture of just how it seems like a lot of times and we discussed this a couple weeks ago but we've kind of made it okay for Christians to partake in certain activities and yet we still kind of pronounce blessing over them like Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're doing this and that, but you know, God bless you anyway, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Says, you know, this here says this kind of talk actually makes God tired. Like, he's tired of hearing this kind mm-hmm. of talk.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I just had that one question about the whole yeah, divorce thing. That, that's